really, it's just things getting softer and more open. Some of you look a bit spaced out, but I wouldn't worry about it yet. <laughs> we have a few hours to glue things back together again. <laughs> All is well. It plays as it does. You look like a little kid. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like one actually most of the time. <laughs> it's just a play, you know. The whole thing is a game. It's great. The game of life. Um, the other, Farney and I, you mentioned you know, bits of energy, and today again is a lot about energy. And uh, my question has to do with this energy, which sounds as though it's something outside of everything to me. Okay. Um, I've never been into the idea of, to me, energy has meant something kind of airy fairy, something um, used to explain something which is unexplainable or an easy way out of explaining uh, phenomena. So when you said to me there's this energy out there, and it was like, oh, what does she really mean? Is this uh, a metaphor? Is it? Uh, yeah. Is there something under there that I that I don't get? Because this energy is sort of a. Uh, I don't usually go there. Okay. I my sense of what I call energy, or my sense, and I wouldn't call it energy. Yeah. Uh, is of spaciousness, of expansiveness, okay. um, a very full nothing. Okay. And the word energy just doesn't fit for me there. And I, you know, so it doesn't fit for me there either. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's not the energy you're talking about. Correct. Alright, so that, that makes it a lot clearer. Okay. Um, so these, these bits and pieces that we need to uh, examine or to take the splinter, the splinting away or the splinters that use different words with different people, yeah. uh, they need to be ex delve, delve into them. Or the other approach you said was to you know, just to basically go to the root of it and the me, my, mine, and not believe it. I mean, yes. yes, see that it's nothing. See that it's nothing. So my path so far has always been to go to the not me, my, mine, to go to the non-belief in this, in, yes. in, 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 in Paul. Yes. So um, the question is, is that, I mean, I think it, it works. It okay. has worked for me. However, I'm wondering, well, maybe because there's not, there's still things that bother me. And I, you know, I'll react. And there's a me there who's reacting. There's definitely someone okay. who's, it, and it's then taken, uh, like, 
times it's taken personally in a way. Yes. Well, not in a way, it's taken personally. Uh huh. And they're doing it to me. Yes. Okay. So I can go and say, all right, there's no me. Or I can, after a few moments, sometimes it's seconds, sometimes it's moments, sometimes it's an hour or two, I can then see the. Mm. Mm-hmm. The uh, the reaction and what it you know and I can laugh at it let's say okay but there's still the it still happens it, it still happens that yeah. that it, that mm-hmm. things are um, that I'm then I don't know what's the word I want I'm I'm really drawn in yes and they're in full glory you know yes. And with whatever reaction happens to be there. Yes. So are there specific classics that keep repeating? Yes. Okay. Describe one. Exposita. Well, it always has to do with the environment being in a certain um, order. You know, like, I like to have my space uh, and neat. Yes. And, or fairly neat, anyway. Yes. And relatively clean. Yes. I wouldn't say, of course, this is, you know, I'm thinking that I'm, this is normal, right? Yes. But I know someone who is less uh, neat. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> people know who this I'm talking about. And it still plugs me in. And I'm thinking, well, he's doing it against me. He's doing I know this is not true. But it, I take it so personally. And I see later, oh, I've taken it personally. But it doesn't, the, the, I think there, this must be a very important place that I've not really investigated. Yes. I don't know. You know, I've gone through, oh, well, it's uh, my security. I feel I feel more comfort when it's need. Um, if it's need, I'm uh, safer. I mean, you know, all yes. those things. Yes, yes. But that's all at this kind of an intellectual level that I can, you know, you know I can do talk therapy forever about it. So, you know, I've done my own talk therapy. So it doesn't... So I go to the emo- to the sensation, mm-hmm. and it's not as strong as um, I'm going to miss something. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about mm-hmm. right. It's not as strong as that. Mm-hmm. That's really strong. Mm-hmm. No, it's more yes, niggly. Okay. Like somebody sort of punched you in the solar plexus, but just slightly, you know. Okay. Do you know what it might be? See how this sits. <clears throat> um, the human expression tends to be a little bit individual for everybody, and our well-being. It's like when that noisy machine, that you know, it's a piece of art in the corner. It just felt like a noisy machine, actually. You know? <laughs> if you look at it in that way, because there was a lot of movement being generated from there, and when we turned it off, everybody went, "Whoa, okay." So the environment affects affects us all. Some people are really well beside the scene. Some people are really well in the desert. Some people, it doesn't matter what that environment is like. 
but they might be really well if they, you know, if they do physical exercise every day. Every day. Somebody else, it's like physical exercise every day. I don't need it. I, you know, I, I clean the house and that's my physical exercise and it's fine. And their body manages fine. Finding out what makes you feel well and balanced is very useful. It's like, it's like a level of basic needs, really. Do you know? I mean, we've accepted food, shelter, water. We've accepted certain things. But we do, some of us do have a need for, for example, physical beauty around the place. Some of us have a need for there to be order. Order in the positioning of our environment, of the room we're in. That there needs to be a sequence, that there needs to be open space for others. Others can live in a total pigsty, not see it at all, and it doesn't touch, doesn't impact on their energy field. If it is that your system is actually affected by disorder and chaos, then your mind will interpret this as a desire. It will put a story on it. Okay? Now, phase two. If you're in an environment that's upset, you'll be out of balance. And if you're out of balance, of course, the next thing is, when you're not well and you're not seeing clearly, the next thing is you're going to, your energy field is going to be weak enough so that the personal eye can jump up. It's quite likely, it, there's two layers of things going on there. It's quite likely that order actually makes you feel well. Not from a controller point of view, but literally, it's a basic need for, for well-being. That's a sense I am. Yeah. It does feel like that. You know? And, and, so, and so then when you're off kilter, something is trying to fight for order, and so what you're doing is, boom, you know, he's doing this to... You know, deliberately, you see, because, because your thinking is going to be off because you're out of balance. And so what we'll do is we'll make sense of the story as we think it's happening. Because mind wants logic and rationale and that's what it does. It sounds very, yeah, yeah it, sounds, it sounds very right. Yeah. Because I see it in other places, like I, I, uh, I, I do pottery and I... And if I do it, I've done it in places where there are other people and they leave the space you know, chaotic. Mm. I have to first, before I can center a pot, I have to have the environment ah. uh, clean. clean. When I say clean, I mean that there's not their old clay there. Yes. I mean, it's not, pottery place isn't clean. You know, sure, sure. But order, stuff. Or, yeah. Um, Easy on the eye. Yes. So I have to straighten it out, otherwise I'm, I'm off. Yeah, otherwise you're not, yeah, you're not centred, you're not well. You know, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but it's we wellness, it's kind of a sense of wellness. Your environment seems to give you that, or take it away. So this can exist and it, it isn't a part of the, how am I put this? That is in the package. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's not, okay, it's part of the package. Yes, it's part of the package. But to recognize that, I, I, I'm out of balance here. Hold on. Okay, the place is a mess. All right, you know what? I'm just going to walk out of this room and center myself. Or else tidy it up. You have two options, no? 
But, but when you don't see that that has created the, the, the dysfunctional, I suppose, you know, the, the personal thoughts to come in and the separation to happen, mm-hmm. it's throwing out a balance to such an extent that the me story is starting. You see? So, so in recognizing this, if you see it before the personal story is activated and you're like, whoa, I'm out of balance, like the pottery thing, it's like, hold on now. In order for me to do this, I've got to clean up this. Same, same, same. So you've got, you've got to do one or the other. Put yourself into place that's calmer and be balanced and say, okay, I've got to go into that room and I've got to spend a half an hour there. And I'm going to stay balanced. Play with that. You probably won't be able to completely, you'll be able to like hold your breath and be in there and stay balanced, but you won't be able to relax in there. Not if, it, not if your system actually is impacted by it. That sort of test me to see if that would work? Well, right what now. I'm trying to do is create a distance between the default program, which is you go over the real cause and you, you jump into a personal story about mm-hmm. it. So what I want to do is let's cut off the personal story and see this and understand this as the mechanism. If you can become more robust, fantastic. If you can't, then you just recognize what it is. It's like, hold on, I'm not thinking clearly. I've got to, I got to just leave this space. Mm-hmm. If that's what you've got to do, that's what you've got to do. It's like someone saying, you know, I can't breathe. I have to open a window. It's the same thing. And somebody else saying, there's loads of air in the room. What's wrong with you? It's gonna, we're going to be freezing if you open the window. Do you know? And something you would think, oh, there's no oxygen. Like, we respond in different ways, you know? And it's, it's on that level is where this issue is. So like open the window. So it's like opening the window. It's just like opening the window. You see? The drama. You know, yes, of course. Because when you're out of balance, what's going to happen? It's like when you've got a hangover. You know, it's like your whole view of the world is distorted. You can run stories of guilt and shame and everything with a hangover. And it's like, it's wild. It's like, oh my God, this is completely chemically induced, you know? It's wild. So it's a similar thing. It's like your environment impacts. And you're saying... And spend time beating myself up and why am I like this? And I mean, you know, it's mm. you can do something about taking it personally. I mean, that's that's the issue that's not actually relevant, you know, that has got nothing to do with that. Yeah, but the environment, the more that we know that the, the field, as I say, just as that impacted on pretty much everybody in the room, even though you know, it's a piece of art, it's supposed to be beautiful, and it is on another level, but. There's a kind of a sensitive gang here, you know, picking up a larger energy field, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just very sensitive to the larger energy field in terms of order, disorder. Order feeds you, disorder throws you off. And you can watch it when you know it's that, it's fine. You know that mm, I'm not balanced, I'm not clear here, hold on, you know, and you can kind of straighten yourself up then, you know. This was never, ever a problem until I, the relationship I'm in now. Well, it's been for 20 years now, but still, in the last, because that person is so different than I am, and, mm-hmm. and their concept of neatness and so mm-hmm. forth, so mm-hmm. that makes it different. Now, another thing was when you said that there's some energy out there, um, like um, something. I missed something, um, and a death occurred, or something serious happened, right? What we shared on Friday night. Right. Mm-hmm. And I 
had a dream that very night. Mm. You were in the dream, and you had a bowl with one of those Chinese kind of spoons in them. Okay. And you were holding it near my head, and you were moving it, and you were looking at it. And I don't, I don't know if you said anything. I don't think so. And my whole body went, and I turned into a man lying on his back and couldn't move. And he kept screaming. And he said, all I heard was, and it became so clear that that and more hooves, I heard hooves, and it became so clear that that was somehow connected to that horrible feeling missing the missing the event the plane, transport the, the something plane. it's usually the plane mm. missing the plane so I just wanted to you know, huh. some and I'm not a dream person and I'm not an energy kind of guy you know but she's a guy now <laughs> <laughs> I was a very big man yes anyway yes okay um, so now uh, uh-huh. Lord, that's worth. Sure. But now I have been commissioned by the group I had lunch with to ask the question. I hope I can formulate it, guys, the way you want it. Um, there's the beyond. Mm-hmm. Outside of all of it? Outside of all of it. Mm-hmm. Where there's no. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know that, and everybody's saying, how does Jack know? So how, does, how do you, Jack, know of this mm. when there's no way to mm. know it consciously? Mm. So if it's outside of consciousness, let's say like that. Yeah. How how do you how do you how do you know that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that was was that the question guys? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The knowing arises from a different <clears throat> set of criteria than how we know other things. So how we phenomenally know something is it's rational, it's logical, and we have cause and effect, and we have evidence and conclusion. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, none of those rules apply. None of those rules apply. And this is all the how question. Well, how does that happen? How does it, how, well, because of this, this, and this. It's rational, it's logical, we've got evidence, we have a conclusion. Right, that's the how part. So the same, the how is the only language we have, but it isn't, it, it, there isn't a, a logical answer to a regular how. 
I, I know what you're asking, but it doesn't have those steps that we have when we know something phenomenally, when there's me who knows something, all right? That division isn't there, and so we don't have the division in terms of the logical knowing. Because the knowing is, 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 a, is a pure knowing. There's nobody who knows it. Now, the Jack character talks like she knows it. When that happens, there is a physical sensation and a visual that happens in this body. It's going to be sound nutty, but this is the best I have right now. In a year's time, I bet you I'll have more understanding. But right now, this is as raw as it is. There is a sensation in this body when there is, I don't know, like f from as far back as, as language will make sense when there is talking from as far back as where talking can arise from, that rarefied level of consciousness, knowing, touching the knowing outside of all of it, it feels like there's actually not even a crack in the matrix, but a hole in the matrix, a, a complete tunnel. There's, it's like there's a tunnel from, that sounds nutty, I know it does, lads, I'm sorry about this, but this is how it is. It's like there's a tunnel from, from some place in the back of my head to outside of all of it. It's like there's a hole through all of consciousness. There's a gap. Somehow that knowing doesn't come through all the filters and all the layers to come into duality. It's like there's this, I don't know, it's like a gap has been created. In, in, in the realm that we call consciousness. And somehow, somehow it ends up as words here. That come through the Jack character, but they're not the Jack characters. The Jack character isn't what I am, and the Jack character isn't talking. I mean, it, 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 mechanically she's talking. But... But, but when, when there's a saying of it is absolutely known, absolutely known that I'm not the Jack character, it's like those words come from an energy through, through some kind of a, an opening that isn't subject to all the filters of consciousness. It's like there's an express direct route to the edge of consciousness. And at, yeah, okay. and at the edge of consciousness itself, somehow there is a movement there, or a shaking there, or a, a, a resonance. Resonance makes more sense. A resonance, which the edge of consciousness distills it as pure knowing. The edge of consciousness distills it as pure knowing. The Jack character just kind of is the vehicle for, for those words. So you're saying that, how I understand it is that consciousness at the edge, one way get it sweeter. Yeah, I can make it into Yeah, you see, make it into something. So anyway, at the edge of what we call consciousness, meaning everything mm. in the phenomenal world, mm. 
there is at that edge. Mm. Um, a, um, you use the word resonance, it's kind of like, um, I'm thinking of like a, a, a star, like the sun, there's an eclipse, and you see the sun's, um, what do they call them? You know, Corruption. Sun, yes. Sunspots. 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 And you don't see the sun, but you see just the sunspot. There's, I mean, I'm trying to make a vision of it. Yeah. Visualize it. Pretty visual. Um, so that, you could say that that interface is like a resonance, a sense of uh, that there's something, that there's that there's a non-phenomenal that's not present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that membrane, what I would call the membrane of interaction, mm. um, is, I can see where it's very difficult. Yes, words are very difficult, yes. I, I mean, I'm not... I get a sense of what you're saying. Yeah. I get a sense. Yeah. And it's like, is it like you see your hand? My hand, I know it's through appropriate reception, my hand is back here, but I can't see it. But there's a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I, mean, I can feel like a sense. Mm. I mean, I can say that this has, there's a hole through which it's coming. The idea, or the, I don't want to call it a sense, but the, the it's not an experience. It's like, you, you just know your hand is there. Okay. So you know yes. that I do know, yeah. Yeah, you do know I that. do know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and things it's always been um, it's it's always been that an experience happens before the understanding comes in. That's mm-hmm. been the Jack character thing. And that the things that I've no language for, that the image is sitting there. And it often takes a few years for the image to turn into language. Mm-hmm. Often. So, and, and one thing, for example, was like, uh, you know, I would go within. Before India, before any sense of who am I or self-inquiry, and there was a knowing that none of this is real. None of this is real. And my friend said, you're nutty. Like, you, you know, and I didn't even know that if you picked up Buddhist text, you'd find this same language, you know. Um, uh, I was just fumbling around trying to figure it out myself. But, but there was a sense for years of like, you know, when... when when this would appear as not being real, there was a, like a, a suction back into like the darkest night with some stars around, you know? And then it would be pushed back again, pushed back again. And when I heard Who Am I, and I thought, oh my God, that's what Who Am I does. It does this. Huh, okay, that's what that is. So it's like the understanding comes ages later, but, but 
For years, I had that image of just like, I don't know what that is, it's just an image. And eventually the words come, it's like, oh my God, that's because the abyss makes sense that it's back here. And that black, kind of black, spacious feeling is what we call the empty space. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So the picture was there before the language for them. And it's like that now, the picture is there, there's no language yet. You know? Then on the heels of that question, with what if this is a non-experience? Yeah. How can you re- remember it? That was How can you remember it if it was a non-experience? How do you remember a non-experience? There, there's no sense of it being remembered. Okay. It's kind of what is. There's yeah. no memory involved at all. It would be way too deep. Yes. In, in stuff. In stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> There's no memory. It's it's just it's clearly it's clearly what 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 is, but it's not being is. <laughs> you know, it's not doing is. Mm-hmm. Well from my own personal experience I would say and I certainly haven't gone to this beyond the beyond. However, in the realm of not being Paula, um, it's not a memory, you're right, yeah. I don't think it's a memory, yeah. it's, it's not like that, I, I can understand what you're saying there, yeah. not a memory like, uh, I remember that yeah. I saw a movie last night, sure, sure, no it's not a memory, no, everybody been satisfied over there in my group? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd just add, how could there be a knowing without some consciousness? Yeah. Right now I've got to call that a paradox. Yeah, how can there be a knowing without consciousness? I guess to bring it in, there would be yeah. The happening is, is outside of it, so it's not known. The echo of it is in consciousness. Yeah. And deeper than that, I'd have to say, is a paradox. Yes, of course, within our dualistic language, yeah, it's a paradox for the mind. But yet it's not paradoxical at all, because it's, this is the area of garbage. That's what's true. That's what's real. You know? Whenever we get close enough, Always is a paradox. For the mind, yes. yes. If you're looking from duality, it's very paradoxical. If you're using the tools of consciousness to view the stuff, it's a joke. And it's not, it's not of any substance at all. And so none of the laws of duality apply. And there it's just absolutely clear. It's just clear. Because that rational mind isn't in there, messing about. <laughs> you know? Maybe maths can do it. Maybe mathematics can do it. Come up with some, uh, some understanding mm-hmm. of that level, you know? What are the tools of consciousness? What's the analysis that would come from consciousness itself about this? I, I'd say math is the closest. At the moment, that's the most advanced, I think. 
methodology that we have that's not so empirically based, you know? It's like you're either looking up at it or you're looking down at it. You're looking up from the phenomenal world. You see the paradox at that shift go of looking, yes, you know, so visual, looking down. Um, there isn't. Yes. No, none of those laws apply, you see. There are no paradoxes, you know, as pure consciousness. It's like, sure, it's, it's all just very clear, you know. Sure, sure. And no more down the line, but... Mm-hmm. Do, come on. We'd yeah, be able to hear you better. <laughs> the group rep, huh? You got stuck with the caller. In the same room. I just wonder if these are, uh, I have two examples that, that may be uh, in line with this. One was uh, uh, in Canada, in a Canadian, um, I should say Canadian Indian, a Canadian native store or whatever. Uh-huh. And I just uh, walked into the store that I had done it before, and there was this huge painting on the wall. I just walked into the store and I just fell down and burst into tears. Uh-huh. And then I looked up and I Wow, what is that? So I had the experience, something happened, and then I was like, then everything else came into my life. What am I seeing? What is that? And I went up to the owner, and there was this humongous painting. Um, and it was like what you're saying. It was like this world and the other world. There were these openings, these small um, openings, and these creatures coming in and out. It was just black in the background of this. And I went and asked this person at the store, what is this? I, I've been, I didn't know what had happened to me. Uh-huh. And she said, well, the man who painted it, the uh, native person painted it, is right over there in the corner. Uh-huh. And I don't even remember what I said to him, but it, that whole experience was like, something happened to me. I had no words for it. I didn't know what it was, but this, this sounds like a similar, is this what you're talking about? Uh, yes and no. Um, what you're talking about is that mind plays catch up yeah. on something that's happening. Yeah, I, I, I knew something happened, I had no idea. Everything happened and then yes. I was trying to catch up. But is this yeah. a little bit? Possibly, but I have no expectation that language is going to catch up with this. That's been the pattern yeah, so far. Yeah, that's been the pattern so far, that language comes eventually. But it might or might not come. It usually does. It always does. But it might not. It might stop. I don't know. Uh, another example of that was um, when I was giving blood and I, I passed out. I told him if I say three times I'm not feeling well, I'm gone. Because I'd had one another time. Anyway, I went wherever I went. And again, it was the same thing. I was wherever, out, gone. Yeah. And then, I don't know how long this was, just so... Probably, I don't even know if it's a minute, but um, when I finally came to, I heard this screaming. I was like, wow, what is that sound? But it sounded like it was, you know, planets away. And then I could feel this huge rush, and it was like, bump, and I could feel myself coming back into my body. And I was like, whoa, it's myself, yeah. screaming. And then I opened my eyes, and there were about 10 people holding me down. The place had cleared out, and they thought I had gone. But it was, a, it was a similar kind of thing about things happen and have some awareness, but not a mental awareness. Yes, yes, yes. 
and then everything else kind of trying to yes. play catch up. Yes. And a lot of times that happens. Things just happen, and then I go, wow. Now I feel like moving my hand or whatever, but yes. I, why am I doing that? Yes. So there's always a prior. Yes. And then a catching up. Yes. So this is what you're speaking about. This is that. I guess is so. It, no? I guess so. Yes. I guess so. I just don't want to box it because I'm not sure. No, no, it doesn't feel yeah. boxed because you can't box because it, it just, yeah. it just, it just, it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Knowing or resonance, like yeah. you said. Yeah. And I think I understand. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, mind is actually catching up all the time. Mm -hmm. We just assume that mind is first and then we decide to, like, I'm going mm -hmm. to decide to, whatever. You know, scratch the top of my head now. I, I'm not actually. This was going to happen anyway, and then mind just kind of claimed the movement that was already in motion. That happening all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's science knows that now. You know, is that it's the other way around. So can you imagine? Like, where does that put free will, huh? Bit of a joke, but we like the idea of having free will. So we play as if we do. Mm. I don't seem like I have a question, but I don't know exactly what it is. Because those. Yeah. The experiences that I've had are so, so real, they're more real than Yes, yes. Than this, but... Yes, yes. Yes. I don't know what's next. So all those other dimensions, you've popped into a couple, no? Mm. Yeah. You pop in and out of them all the time. It's just that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's not, it would be better to stay there. They're, they're, I like those better. Those. Yes, but beings who are not in bodies or don't have access to physical bodies would prefer to have physical bodies. That's the faraway hills are greener thing. We imagine that the other dimensions, it's easier. But somehow, you know, there's a constant angelic realms always knocking. There's always. People have passed over knocking, and it's like, mm. when you were here, you would thought that was better, and when you're there, you think this is better. That is just common to all of us. It's the contrast of what we love. Something different, rather than the mundane, all about me, feeling, energy. It's the contrast, is where the relief is. So they want to come here, and we want to go there. So no, no reason to be here. Or there. Or there. It's just all hands like we go there, right? We come here. That's right. Being the phenomenal, great, being the it's okay. Exactly. And just have it all be like bring it on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Fun and games everywhere. There are fun and games everywhere. It's all to be enjoyed. But there's it's such a waste of, of the available enjoyment that's always arising up. If you reject what is right now, it's like, what would you spend energy being pissed off with what is right mm -hmm. now? Because it's like, this is all there is. <laughs> this is what consciousness is experiencing. Why push it away? It's like, this is what's happening. Okay, take the next step and what's happening and see what's next. You know, and be light about it. But we take it so seriously and then we imagine that it could be better if A, B, C, D. And it's like, this is as good as it gets. There's... And in the acceptance of what's presenting now, an enjoyment of it, even of pain, an enjoyment shows itself. You know? So whether it's very physical or painful or very joyful or yeah. 
out of the body or in the body or yes. in another dimension of this one is, is to really to say yes to all of yes that to all of and it. not have any preference to any of that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the natural state is. Mm. I'm saying yes to everything. Yeah, it, and of course you use your discernment, you know, but whatever is happening, there's a yes to what's happening. You know, because that's what's happening. What are you going to do? Fight what's happening? I mean, well, consciousness is having the experience and you're creating the experience that's in front of you. Why in the heck would we turn away from it then? It's nutty, you know? It's just resistance. It's just the, e the ego trying to just reformulate itself. You know? And, and to be very clear about what you're actually experiencing and not to get those mixed up, thinking, oh, this is more spiritual or this is really wonderful when really you're just sort of tripping on a personal issue yeah, or yeah. being blind because you haven't worked out something on the phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We waste a lot of energy, don't we? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's simple, really. You know? It's very simple. It takes a lot of work to get to simplicity. <laughs> Doesn't it? Because <laughs> we spend so much time moving away from it, you know? Mm. <laughs> and then we have to backpedal again, and that's the work. so much. I feel so much better than when I came. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. <coughs> Hello again. Hello again. That's right. I got this down today. You've got a stopwatch? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what time limit have you put on yourself? Let's just go for 10. See if I can. Okay. All right. All right. I'm still going to do a flash review. Yes, but I promise, I promise this will be fast, okay? All right. Yesterday I presented sort of a... Um, to be or not to be a worldview of an ego-based body-mind that accepts they're an ego-based uh, body-mind. Um, they don't mind that it has to be reduced, supported, and all that stuff. It's, everything's fine. They're yeah, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, they're going to take it. And that body-mind tends to evolve by taking the self-concept, lousy one, turning it into a super-concept of themselves. There's that sort of sense of dream. Uh -huh. And the, the other side is sort of the non-being side where the body-mind says, I don't want to be based on what I think I am. I want to be based on what I actually am. Uh -huh. And that body-mind tends to evolve sort of um, um, in the opposite way of um, strengthening uh -huh. the ego. It tends uh -huh. to dismantle it and uh -huh. minimize it uh -huh. until where it's all gone, all that's left is okay. what they actually are. I'm going to give you another explanation of the very same thing. Okay. The ego grows and grows and matures and then it starts to wither and fade. Okay. So the first group of people is where the, the ego is in that phase of development and the second group of people is where it's, it's fading away and it's just like everything in nature. It's like okay. that's that's the spring and the summer is the peak, and then this is the autumn and the winter of the life of the ego. Some people get to do the whole lot in one life, and some are born in that part, and and some are just their lifestyle is in the growth track. 
Okay. And in the essence, it's it's almost like he entered this monastery ashram, to use one example. There's a spiritual maturing, you sort of approach graduation to where you're going to leave the security of the ashram and head out into the cold, dark world. And I had talked about the end of the road and mm -hmm. talked about no longer need for satsang, you don't do that, whatever. Okay, so now we have the ego-based body-mind, the non-ego-based sort of body-mind. Then they encounter this third part, which is the world. Navigating it, getting involved, leaving the safety of the monastery, and now having to deal with this. For the ego-based body-mind, that's somewhat less of a problem because the world seems to be created by and for the ego-based body-mind for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, the ashram may have been created um, and designed for the benefit of the non-based, okay, mm -hmm. uh, ego mind. So when it leaves, there's this little bit of difficulty of integrating to it. Mm -hmm. um, and yesterday you pointed out where I was um, taking this need to make choices and whatnot. My ego was uh, jumping in there and hijacking it and turning it into a simple decision, into a big analysis problem, mm -hmm. kind of saying you have to make a decision, um, therefore let me help you. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that occurs, it takes it over and creates this big issue, gives me juice and everything for being a good problem solver. I got that and thank you very much for sure. noticing that. I went home and sat with that and whatnot. Um, and it, it, it will be incorporated, watching out for that, okay? But we're it's kind of coming now. We also talked about the difference between sort of a character and an ego-based eye. Well, I thought when you used the word Jack, the character, you were talking about sort of a temporary resumption of ego just to deal with the word. No, no, it's mm -hmm. not. It's what manifests from the non-dual body mind, just mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm kind of... Now that's where I'm kind of sticking again. Okay. You know, I went home and it, it, I still have this issue where let, let's go to the character that arises from non-duality. Yeah. Okay. Um, that character, almost we are talking about this pre-consciousness, um, you know, place where you go prior in the back of the head and all that. And that's so intensely, say, burns out the ego eye, that it's almost too much. You talked about, well, then you have to try and learn how to drive a car. For this one, it was too much, yeah. Yeah, okay. And but, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm extreme. I've been extreme all my life. So. Well, I almost experienced yeah. that, too, because um, that's where the problem is. It's too much. And then to try and go out and learn how to drive a car or interact or whatnot, it, it, it almost seems like there, this is where I get stuck again, where I use the, uh, you know, there's choices like what insurance to buy, should I get married, what college do I send my kids to, it requires a little bit of analysis, okay? And it seems that the heavy end of it is like a job. I had mentioned to you if you were going to become a police officer, coming from the state of post-consciousness and maintaining that seems to me would be very difficult or impossible. Yeah, but there'd be no decision about being a cop or not being, it would just happen and whatever would happen, whether there's a, the skills would be there or they wouldn't be there. I wouldn't think about any of it. Whatever happens is what happens. There's no... 
I guess that's where. No analysis of any of it, you know. I guess there's this sense that uh, a sort of pure body mind consciousness needs to manifest something in sort of an ego sort of way to interface. Depends maybe on the definition of ego, huh? Maybe. You know, the way I use ego is 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 that it's the the mechanism that makes you believe that you are the body mind. That's the way I use it, you know? Okay. So I guess the, where I'm kind of going in this, it, let's assume you, <clears throat> you understand your, um, you know, empty body mind, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to, and assuming you're fairly well grounded in that, and it's pretty well established, mm -hmm. Is it possible then to temporarily reassume ego identity for whatever purpose you might be doing that, and then to re-go uh, home, go back home, so to speak? Can you go? That we talked about this yesterday. The <clears throat> working mind, thinking mind. I don't want to use that because I'm prone to conceptual overthinking. Yeah, yeah. But the idea of. Um, uh, full-time, not part-time. That's uh -huh. why, why yeah. I guess, why can't you, once you're grounded and mm. you're, you're clear mm. without going into that, why can't you, or can you go back and forth? Uh, because it's not needed. Okay. Because the ego is not needed. Okay. But if, let's say if it was... It's never higher. needed. That's the beauty of it, it's not needed at all. Okay, how about if it's even just useful? <laughs> it's not useful at all. It's a hindrance. I guess that's where I'm, because the whole world is based on ego, body, mind interaction yeah. and all the concepts and whatever, all that entails in navigating the world. It's almost the currency of the world, this yes. sort of ego involvement. Yes. That's where I'm thinking that it may be useful I see to your point. reassume the But ego. it's not needed. Not it's needed not needed, and not useful. But, and not useful. Okay. Because the, if the ego would set up that maybe it's needed, let's just leave a little door open sure, that sure. maybe it'd come back. That's ideal for the ego to stay alive. Absolutely. Ideal trick. I absolutely agree. Ideal trick. That's why I mentioned being well-grounded, though, uh, so that you're uh, far enough there where you don't get trap. fooled again. But you still yeah. think, is that the problem, though, that it's a danger or just that it's just never needed? or? Well, there, there's always exceptions to everything, huh? Okay. Um, and there is one Indian saint who said, oh, there's a beautiful quote, uh, I'd rather taste the sugar than to be the sugar. Okay. I'd rather taste sugar than to be sugar. Mm -hmm. And having known his true state and saying it was sugar, somehow pulled back in and said, I'd rather taste it. Beautiful. And have the experience okay. and go back in to the world. And it's like, God, okay, it looks like he wasn't given an option, but in our terms, it looks like when he said, I'd rather, it looked like he had free will, which of course he didn't. Consciousness was, was going back in there. From the Jack perspective, something wasn't burnt out. Because how, even the idea of, of being able to choose it, it sounds nuts. Yes. You know? Sure. Um, it's going to flow the way it's going to flow, but is the ego ever needed? Or desirable, even 
wants. Yeah, it's not desirable. I mean, why would it be desirable? I mean, because, because only the ego would desire something. Sure. So the ego would have to be there in order to desire itself. So it's almost like the actor takes on this role, even though, just for the fun of it, even mm -hmm. though he's not going mm -hmm. to become that, mm -hmm. he'll become that, you know. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. maybe it's, I'm still, there may still be some residual of this uh, ego-based body-mind Wanting to, like you say, still be able to taste the sugar yes. a little bit. Yes. And that may be yes. one. Is there any way I can just casually yes. go That's back right. to my wonderful like, ego yeah. self I built up years ago uh -huh. that had now uh -huh. been dismantled? Uh -huh. But there's still aspects I kind of like of it. Yeah. And that allows it to get in yeah. there. Yeah. And I guess the question is can you get strong enough, so to speak, where you can voluntarily? Still, it's almost like wanting to have your cake and eat it. It too. is, yeah. It's wanting to have your cake and eat it. So just... It don't work like that. Okay. <laughs> let, let your lifestyle... Um, let your lifestyle get richer. Okay. Just by the manifestation yes. of Yes. Things that you used to enjoy, have them around you. Things you used to, you know. But, but as regards... Maintaining a little access to ego rebuild, unwise. I must admit that's a first. <laughs> Stop, watch that song. <laughs> Yes, okay. Neither of those are real in my past experience. Yes. Images. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> do you have Wi-Fi in your home? Yes, I do. How does that work? Like that a little box someplace and you can be upstairs at your computer and they're talking to each other. How does that work? Uh, each of them has an antenna in it, like a radio station. Yeah. And uh, they remain sending signals back and forth. Okay. That have in them ID codes. Yes. It says, Hi, I'm the yes. iPhone. And the other guy says, I'm the Wi Fi. And he says, Open the channel and send me yes. all, a bunch of pictures. But we don't see any of that communication. Not with our eyes. One can see it with instrumentation. Okay. Other dimensions are like that. Some people have this instrument open. Okay. This third eye open. And that's the instrument that can see. That's, so, that's another dimension and that's communicating with this. And There's the instrumentation that can detect how information passes and communication happens between dimensions. 
And if that instrumentation isn't opened, other dimensions, BS. Like, this is enough. This is all there is. This is where it's at. It's probably a distraction for me to even pay attention Correct. to such ideas yeah. with that, without an absolutely. instrument. Absolutely. That's very wise. Because if, if the instrument is there, if, for a lot of people it's a pain in the butt, you know? Because it's like, because, okay, there was huge access to that for the Jack character. It's like all of a sudden everything was visible. And sure, I was an atheist. And then there was all this, oh my God. So like, I'm just not dead when I die. I mean, I mean what, what, where are these other dimensions? And what is that? I mean, the questions were just incredible, all happening together because the invisible became visible all of a sudden. Several years later, once I learned to navigate, I had to shut it down because you know what? It was just information. It's just like, this is all it is. It's just information. There is an unlimited amount of information. Not interested. I'll be forever just passing information between dimensions. Not interested. And just said, I want this shut down. I want this shut down. I want this shut down. And my will shut it down or something. Oh, I guess it was on my path and my brain was playing catch up. I mean, it depends now what. <laughs> okay, so, so, and it shut down and then it kind of came back in another way, you know? When this work started, it just kind of came back in another way. Um, it was just information. So, life is complex enough with just this realm to deal with. All the answers are inside you, they're not in other dimensions. Fine, this is enough. This is totally enough. And your question about energy? I suppose energy is kind of a commonplace word. You know, where we. Yeah, yeah, it's too cheap. It is really. But it kind, of, it kind of covers it all so that we don't go too much into different kind of labeling. Because I'm kind of reluctant to say, well, actually, it was a thought form. It was a thought form that you picked up, and the thought was about you know, I was created at the time of death, it's from another time, it's, we could put all these labels and colours on it, but the thing is that her, you know, she unravelled it herself and, and the story came, you know, of, of, of where that thought arose from originally and how it, why it was unresolved, you know. And so, um, so, you know, energy is just the blanket word for lots of things. But I mean, energy is what makes you know, it's what makes your coffee hot in the morning, you know? Yes. It's yes. just energy, you know? Energy is vitality. Let energy be that. It's just movement of something that's not visible and is detectable by an appropriate instrument, you know? And so her instrument was picking up something and she was like, why, why is there this anxiety that I'm going to miss the plane? Miss, miss the event, miss something, and it's like a real issue. And it's like her instrument was feeling the anxiety, but couldn't access, wasn't finely tuned at that point to access the thought form that was trying to find resolution through her. She was just picking up the edge of it, the emotion, but not the story of it. When she got the story of it, it'll dissipate. She might have a habit around, around oh, there's a plane, there's a tightness, but it's like, actually, there might be a habit, but it'll have no potency anymore. Because the thought form 
that was deposited there when somebody died because it was a strong identity for, for that person. It was just very tight, you know, it's just seeking resolution somewhere, you know. So we'd have to say it's a ball of energy because, like, what is it? I don't know what it is, but it's a thought form. It's like an experience. It's just a blob. <laughs> energy sounds better. Energy sounds much better than blob. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It just kind of covers a multitude because fundamentally it's all just energy, you know, molecules. Oh, I, I come out with a new image of uh, a limited perception of what there is, what there is. And with limited instruments, I, we see a reality that we agree upon. Some people have other instruments, have other openings that see a extra elements yes. of the reality in which we are all immersed. Yes. And then I believe I heard you say a few moments ago that why would one want to go live in the other dimension? Because this is the key. Yes. This is the heart. This is where the capacities exist. Yes. And in fact, the others are an excess of information. Yes. Which we're learning about yes. all over. And, and, and a distraction. Yes, they're a distraction. Yeah. Thank you, that's exactly... Yeah, and they can help us, you know, they can help us, for sure, yes. and they do help us. But attention here is the fastest route, for sure. Because this is the densest, this is the full bandwidth, you know, of the physical, it's, it's very physical here, you see. So this is the full band, bandwidth of, of the experience that's possible in consciousness. Nine experience is the crucial element that That's what consciousness is doing. This has to be done. It's, yeah, this has to be done. Yeah. yeah. Th thank you. You're That's very welcome. Question that came up for now. Sure. Thank you. Prescription drugs? Or? Prescription drugs. Okay. Prescription oh. drugs, yes. And I was returned to my mother's home. Oh dear. And she's lovely. She's wonderful. Okay. But she was frightened. Yeah. So anyway, at some at one point I thought, well, 
have to die because I can't get back to where I know is real and it's beautiful. And everybody I love is abandoned me. And I'm, I'm no longer, I can't exist like this. So it must be that I'm supposed to die. And maybe my death, like, you know, as a raised Christian, like, Jesus died, and that seemed to, I don't know, it had some, kind of that's for what him. he had to do, it worked for him, so I guess I'm dying. <laughs> I think I should die. Yeah. And so, interesting, I have to tell this story for some reason. Yes, please do. Okay, okay. So I was, and the other thing is I tried to destroy the mind. The mind tried to destroy the mind because I thought that, okay, the reason why people aren't here is they resist everything that's happened to them. They don't just welcome it. So if I welcome everything, say yes to everything, then that will be good. So for example, I was driving to see a friend, and there are these two, this is in Hollywood, and there are these two boys in a truck, and they're like, hi, come on over. So I drove my car, and I got in the truck with the two boys. Uh -huh. 24 hours later, I ended up, I, evidently we were going to Tijuana, I didn't know this, the young man wanted to marry me for some odd reason. <laughs> And um, I wanted to die, and I felt we would die in the car. And um, I remember saying, I gave him all the money I had. I said, you know, that's it. That's all that we're going to need. Well, within probably 15 minutes from that, this was about 3 in the morning. This is a VW. It was going pretty fast on the freeway, not excessively, so it went out of control. There were no seatbelts at that time. I was elated. Yeah. You thought, this is it. I'm out. I was elated. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, clock. I'm unconscious. Yes. And, I, and then the next, next moment, I woke up, and I was lying in the center of the freeway, you know, on the ground. Look at the sky. I was completely happy and peace as I realized, oh, wrong decision, not important. I'm a little fish. I'm a little fish. Okay. And then I noticed, oh, the sky stopped across the freeway. He was in a suit, different than I was at the time. With this look of concern on his face, he went running over to rescue us. And I, I thought, how beautiful. You know? Yes. I found out later that I could have been a minor thing. The car had been destroyed. We'd gone over 10 times like this, gone over 100 feet on the roof. And both the car doors had opened. I'd been thrown out. He was on the ground. I lied. I landed on top of him and then rolled over. I didn't break any bones. He broke his shoulder. Uh-huh. Now that's weird. <laughs> Is that weird? The fact that you thought you were a fish still has me. I, was like, I thought I was maybe like Jesus or something. I was just a little fish. I wasn't. I didn't have to die. It's like, okay, I just have to deal with this. Yeah. I have to That's deal great. with this. It's a great story. Okay, wow. well that was that was the first. That's the first among many in the past forty-eight years, right? Yeah. Do you see? Wow. And yet I'm not awake. It comes and it goes, like I'll be completely like doing my thing. And there's always, not always, but there's usually some level of distance. It, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. In other words, someone hits me and I think, oh, that's weird. And I feel the thought process and what's going on. I think, okay, well, all right. Uh, you know what okay. I mean? That'll happen. Okay. Then other times, things just open up. And like yeah. I'm in this uh, different states. I mean, I've been in all kinds of different places. Yes, I bet you have. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I, I was raised as an actor, so you can imagine the oh. openness, the vulnerability, yeah. the taking yeah. on this, the taking on taking, that, taking on everything. Yes. Every fucking thing. Yes. If you understand yes. what I'm saying to you. So I relate to you. And so I'm sitting 
back there, and I don't want to come up here because I think I don't want to be them. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be a fucking human being anymore. You understand? So I do what I do, and I get like, should I, shouldn't I? Mind, heart, mind, heart. And I, I take three coins, I throw them, and it came out hard, you know, what was intuited to do, which I kind of knew it would do because I didn't know what it was going to be anyway. And then I'm committed to doing that. Okay. So here I am, and I have no, I, I feel pointless in a way. It's fun because I enjoy, I wanted a light here, you know, I've, I've got a, a mic. You know, is that what I want? Is that what the ego wants? Does it want to perform for these people? What am I doing here? You understand what I mean? Can you actually assist me in whatever it is? And why do I need assistance? You understand where I'm coming from? Yes. I know you do. That's why I want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. later, like 20 years later, it happened again. Again, I was put away. Only there for a week. But it's just, I think I'm afraid. I think on some level, this, I'm clinging to the ego, as he was saying, the ego. Okay. It, there's a protection. Yes. So I see the world as dangerous because it seems like when, I, when I'm real, because what I am is a child. I'm just a child. That's all I am. And I know this. <laughs> but it's not safe here. So I think, okay, there's an imbalance. And it's with the whole personality structure. Yes. Yes. That's why it is. That's right. And you know, past lives, I mean, I did. Yeah, you can jump in and out of all of that. It's no matter. Right. It's, it's the life here is the yes. one where the work is. children and both of them are very stressed because they can't, they, they're unhappy in being in life, but yet they can't take the leap, mm. you know? mm. And one of them, they both experienced me, the loss of their mother, when I was in a different state of awareness, you know, later, yes. the trauma later. I wasn't there. The I sure. personality structure wasn't there. Sure. Yeah, and, and the steering and all that, it's, I don't care. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. And <coughs> any time that the, the truth burst open, you got put away for it. You got punished for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, majorly. You know? I mean, it bursts open all the time, but I don't yeah, tell yeah. anybody that. Of course you don't, because no. look, at the, look at what I happened, mean, you know? Sometimes I'm driving the freeway. I don't feel like I'm driving at all. Yeah. And I look at everything, and it's so beautiful. <coughs> everything is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. <laughs> I don't tell people that. Yeah. Yeah, the world has shown you that it's not safe. Yeah. So what does this little kid do? You gotta rewire her. I know. How do I do that? If I could hang out, hang out with you forever, but you're not here frequently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Mm. You might have to think about this one. Yeah. That's not a requirement. Just to get up here and talk to you like this. Yeah. This might move something. Talk another yeah. little bit. That's my feeling, actually. Talk another little bit. Just see what comes. Well, the kids are always in my head. But I don't know. The kids, I don't, that seems to be secondary. Yes. Um, what is primary is I still work part-time. I teach. I, it was so beautiful. After I woke up the first time I was, you know, I was working to be a professional actress, I totally stopped it. I dropped that. Okay. I went back to university. I got a doctorate. I figured people would listen to me if I had a doctorate. Okay. And then I got a job teaching in a college, which is like being in an ashram. Yes. So I was in a protected environment. I was in a protected environment, but yet it wasn't. I lived in an ashram too. Yes. I couldn't stand it. Okay. It was too restrictive. It was like, ooh. Yes. And I felt like I was dependent upon the guru for whether I was valuable or not. Mm. And I, I remember when I left, because I, I left the ashram, very painful, but I left. Yeah. If I could have stayed with him and seen him day and night as I did for a year, I would have continued. But the time was up. Yeah. And it was clearly time to go. My husband stayed there. I left. Yeah. I went back to be a householder okay. and get a job. Yeah. Teaching in a college, which sure. is what I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I found a nice uh, compromise mm -hmm. in terms of dealing with the world. Mm -hmm. Because I found a, a, a national that was. Yes. It was a contemporary. Yeah, but it wasn't. Space. I didn't find that. Universe. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I've seen how it's all automatic. I know I don't have free will. It's just an illusion of free will. I've seen it. It's automatic. Everything's automatic. That's what I've observed yes. in the past. Yes. It's like robots. Yes. 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 We're just pieces robotic. of software. Coded software. That's what the body mind is. Yeah. So what is it that feels it's trapped in this human expression? What is that sense of you being a human being? What is that? I'm rebellious against everything, and yet you wouldn't know it. There's an anger. Mm, there's anger. There's anger. Yes. And I know there's a feeling of unworthiness because I've been just spontaneously through desire. I was confronted with a couple of past life things that were fairly yeah. both traumatic and having to do with the sense of being unworthy, of doing something really, really horrible. Okay. Okay. And then being punished mm -hmm. in the next life that mm -hmm. I'm horribly, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But that's a long time ago. Okay. But I think it still is there on some level that... Yeah, is, is there a karmic debt to be paid? Or are, you, are, are the books balanced? There's a karmic, lots of karmic debts. That's what I feel. Lots of karmic debts. And that's not coming from a sense of unworthiness? Is that coming yes, from the... Yes, it is. I, I, I don't know if I want to remember the specific lifetime. No, it's okay. But no, it's not about the lifetime. It's yeah. just the deepest part of you. I want the deepest part of you to tell me if there's karmic debt, not Ooh, based on a, Yeah, but are you sure it's not based on sense of unworthiness? I don't want it based on anything. I want an objective view of your balance sheet. 
Okay, I live with his son. I'm completely supporting him, even though he's 34. Mm. And he's dysfunctional. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I need this answer to come from a place that's not, not rational. Not rational. <sighs> I experience myself. This is rational, maybe. Yeah, you're still on the rational. Yeah, okay, just let your energy sink. Let your energy sink. Is it clear? Is it. Is it okay for you to walk away from the human experience? Is your slate clean, the deepest part of you? You say no. Okay. Okay. On some psychological level, I feel that if there's payback, that I still owe, somehow I have to pay back. I don't know how, through suffering? Okay, you're doing plenty of that though. Your life is bloody hard. You know, trying to deal with, with all that you've got to deal with. That's still very difficult. There's plenty of suffering going on. And it's, there's objectivity most of the time. Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like it hurts, I get stabbed in the heart. Yeah. But then it's, it's I just, oh, I got stabbed in the heart. Yeah. That, who is that? Who got stabbed in the heart? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a sense I do. of. You see, if there's a. If, what, what I keep. What I keep sensing yeah. is that there is a belief in something, and 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 okay, okay. So experience has has taught you that the world isn't safe, and experience has, has you know has taught you certain things. But as you spoke, none of that actually hit the baseline, which had the glue of what's making the ego intact. So it led me to, is there a belief in karma itself? Now, if there is a belief in karma itself, the fastest way to dissolve the belief is to pay the karma. Because if there's a belief in karma, if that's rooted in there, it's like we're attuned to a radio frequency where karma is absolutely the signal that's coming in. We cannot use a spiritual concept, karma doesn't exist. If you're tuned into that, you have to honor that code. You have to honor that code. There is no getting away from karma if you've tuned into it. At one point, this is the second major okay. upheaval with yeah. dysfunction. I jumped off a cliff, literally. Fortunately, I didn't injure myself. Right? I say I tend to luck out. <laughs> Not luck out, but you know what I mean. I literally did. And the idea is, I I felt that my son, the younger son, was taking on all the pain from my ex-husband and I. Okay. Uh, he was he was the taking on all that karma. Yeah. And I wanted to release him from that. Yeah. Okay. So I thought, if I take on the yeah. pain, at least in a, you know, let's see what happens if yeah. I jump off this. Yeah. And and it was very open. I'm not there because. Yeah. And I didn't know if it worked or not. It didn't seem to because his dysfunction is still there. Do you see? Okay. But there was a sense of me wanting to mm. take on that karma mm. for this other. I think on some level I want to take on the karma for everybody. Yeah, yeah, you're wrapped up with the whole karma story. And I was raised a Christian. The yeah. Part of the past life is the betrayal of 
Christ, yeah. right? And there's this whole Christian thing, I think, yeah, yeah. that I think I somehow do want to be yeah. Christ on some level. Like, if you nail me to a cross somewhere, maybe that would You'd solve it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, yeah. God. Okay, so do you know the antidote to all of this? What? Self-forgiveness. Which I think I do that all. I think I do that. You think you've forgiven yourself? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. No, no, not at all. You can't think your way into forgiveness. Forgiveness is a heart thing. It's a heart energy. Yeah, but I mean heart feeling it. Like looking in the mirror. I do this all the time. I look in the mirror. I stop being this. And I become what? Uh Uh-huh. That. Uh Uh-huh. And I love that. Okay. But maybe that isn't forgiving this. Yes. Yes. Forgive yourself this incarnation. This. Yes, this incarnation. Yes. Yes. Forgive yourself for the incarnation. Yes. Yes. The entire incarnation. From from the moment of conception. The whole lot. I don't feel, I don't pick up that there's a huge karmic debt. Thank you. I, I don't feel it at all, actually. And I've, I've kind of had a look as Thank you were you. talking. What's, what's her balance sheet look like? There isn't. It's just that you, you, you've somehow tuned into that frequency. You, you've, you've danced with it in some way. You're picking up the signal and you can't quite work it out because you don't slot in there with that karmic list. You're kind of dancing in there and you're trying to make sense of it and you've applied it to yourself, but actually it's not your gig. I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Exactly. I'm a human being. It's yeah. all my fault. I'm a human being. Forgive the incarnation and remember Excuse that me. you're not... You know you're not a human being. I know. Yeah. But you're caught up in the karma. And the the greatest entrapment that you can imagine you can give yourself is to identify with being a human being. Yes. That's your karma. Right. Right. Thank you. That's it. The identity is the karma. And it's actually misplaced because it's not actually your karma. You just kind of got it askewed. You know? But these things happen. It's all right. Consciousness knows what it's doing, but even when it's screwing up, up its own program, the screw up is part of its program too. You know, it just got entangled in its own coding. It's all right. It's hard to disentangle myself. Indeed. And to figure out what is this individuality. Absolutely. Because I don't know what it is. It's everything. Yes, yes, it's everything because your system can only interpret it as karma. Yeah. And it's all mine. So it's all, all yours. All the pain is mine. All yes. the suffering is mine. Yes. All the guilt is yeah. mine. Everything is yeah. mine. Every yeah. single bit of it is mine. That's right. Because you've identified, instead of with just being a human being, yes. you've identified with the humanity. The whole human race. The whole human race. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really weird, isn't it? <laughs> it happens, apparently. It's kind of weird. 
a good one. It's interesting. Mm. Should I thank you and go? Sure. All right. I want to go. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. techniques and see what makes sense to you. Is it easy enough for you to observe your thoughts and know that they're just thoughts? Right. It's easier. Hmm? It is easier for me. It is easy for you to do that. Okay. When you're observing and you can just see the thoughts and they know they're not you. Okay. Now you could do a few things there. Let's see what would work for you from the observer. Where did the observer come out of? Where did the observer arise from? Go back to the starting point of the observer. I don't see the observer. I see the thoughts coming up. And then those thoughts bring me some emotional feelings in here, here, here. And then I don't like them, so I disregard them. The one I like, I entertain. Ah. <laughs> okay, this is the problem. This is the problem, because you're picking and choosing parts right. of the ego. Right. Okay. You've you got to change that. Right. Okay. Recognize that they're just thoughts. Right. Don't be interested in their quality. Don't pick and choose them, because it's only the ego that will do that. But I have control over all of these thoughts. You, your mind will, will play... Mm, you have control over whether or not you are entertained by them, whether you go into the story of them or not. Right. Recognizing them all as thoughts. Right. You, see, you see, if we're looking at the quality of thoughts, what we're doing is we're reinforcing and creating separation. We're creating good thoughts, bad thoughts. I like, I don't like. Right. So duality is getting stronger. That's separation right. gets stronger. That's the Middle Eastern background of religion, of being good and bad and being on a good mind and feeling guilty about bad ones. That's the program. That's that program. Yeah. Okay, we're going to drop that program yeah. and show you that they're just thoughts. That I know they are thoughts and they have no meanings. The good I... ones have no meanings either. I know. Or the bad ones. Are you interested in pleasure? If you're interested in pleasure, you're not interested in the truth. No, I am. I like that. Yeah. That's how I see it. That's how you see it. Right. As long as the pleasure from good thoughts is of interest to you, the truth will wait until that pleasure is not good enough. But that's how I get my motivation. If I want to 
go to a seminar and speak about something in front of everybody personally, I'm very shy. Mm -hmm. So before I go there, I tell my how intelligent and great I am. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. And then I will say whatever I want to say. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so can we skip through all the thoughts and just like, I'm going up there. I don't have to build anything. This body is going to go up there. Without uh, any... You I actually... Don't, I, uh, uh, that's where the fear arises. Yes. Yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I know, but the, there are so many different feelings. As an example, speaking in front of everybody, that brings the fear of failure. Yes. So... That's just another thought. Right. Right, I know that part, but I am not comfortable with hurtful uh, thoughts because they bring hurtful emotion to me. Okay. Who wants to feel like a failure? It's just a feeling. Let it come, let it go. It's just a thought. Okay. But it brings feeling into my body, stomach. If you believe the thought, yes. You're interested in your thoughts. You're interested in them. They're grabbing your attention. This has to change. Right, right. This has to change. Instead of seeing what the thought is about, recognize them just to be thoughts. Okay. Because what you're doing is you're seeing a thought and you're finding the opposite of the thought to try and balance it out. So you can't think your way out of this. You've got to see that that's just Thoughts, that's how they work. I'm not going with the good ones, I'm not going with the bad ones. They're just thoughts. The whole lot of them, forget about it. What's happening right now? What needs to happen right now? And, and action will come from there. Motivation comes without any reason to do anything, without any justification for anything. But it's like you haven't found that yet because mind has convinced you that it helps you, that thoughts help you. But they don't, they're keeping you stuck. They help me out with, with this life. Go they help you out life. when you're on the computer or when you're making a plan or when you're... Right. That's about it. Right. But these other, the thinking mechanism, thinking about something and you can drop all of that with great relief if, if you can trust that, okay, Action is going to have to come from someplace else other than my thoughts. I know, that's what, that's, that was my first question. How do I go to that place where I don't need to think? You see, it's not that, it's not that there's a place where you don't need to think. You don't need to think, period. It's you don't need to think at all. I know, but it's been very automatic. As soon as I wake up, the mind wakes up and starts planning. This is the work. Right. And say, okay, there's 10 minutes planning time before I get out of bed. And that's it. Okay. It's like an addiction. Right. You have to break an addiction to being interested in your thoughts, to seeing them as just thoughts. You have to move from being interested in what the thoughts are saying to not being interested in what the thoughts are saying. I've tried that few times if I don't plan 
Planning is fine. Planning is necessary. Well, planning comes with thinking first. I think and then I plan. When I don't think correctly, my plans fail. I be late for my flight. I mess up my meetings. Okay, but that's projects. that's different. That's that's for functioning. That's like, of course you have to plan to be there on time. That's normal, just to manage your day. It's the stuff going around in your head which generates fear or anxiety or, you know, I have to tell myself that I'm, that, that I'm confident in order to be able to do this. Those kind of thoughts, no, you don't need those at all. As an example of what we talked about last night. So, now I want to think about they, uh, now I'm thinking about taking the first step. Yes. First step is the logistic. Yes. So how do we do the logistic? Mind starts thinking. Yes, it does. But it just let it plan like it's a like it's a, it's a machine. It's a tool. You pick up mind to help you to plan logistically. Where could I live? What would work? Have I got the money for it? Yep. That's all. Not the emotional side of it, the what if, the <coughs> fantasizing, the, it's like, no, no, no. It's just planning, logistically. I, I need to find out what. Just make a list of what you need to know, you plan that. Job done. And when the stories come up? Show no interest. This is the addiction, the addiction to the stories. But You're the, the story, one who can break this. The story is like what we talked about last night. I feel like okay. I'm not... A good person, I'm very selfish because of this decision I'm Drop trying it. to make. Drop it. Find, um, have you ever been given a mantra? Yes. Okay. Is it, is it something that you like the sound of? Right. It is? Yeah. Okay, because some people, their mantras don't fit at all. Okay. okay. All right. So when the stories come up, which will be just right here, turning on a loud volume when you start to plan, you run a mantra. Your mantra is the barrier between your planning mind and the stories. You run a mantra so that automatically, in maybe a month of a lot of vigilance, when the stories come up, the mantra starts. You're breaking an addiction. This is going to take some work, but it's absolutely possible. Absolutely possible. But you have to disconnect from those stories, the bad ones and the positive ones. You run the mantra instead. Because your mind just wants to chew something. And its habit is to chew the stories. Chew, let it chew the mantra. See, see, see the story about, about the story is the deep story of condition, yeah. teaching and all of that. Yeah. If I'm not a good person, if I'm selfish, I go to hell. Yes. That That's story. That's just that story. story. Yeah, there's no hell. Hell is believing that you're a separate person. That's as hellish as it can get. So the mind starts. When it starts running that, mantra time. Mm -hmm. And pray for courage. You need a lot of courage. Because you're walking away from something that was really a strong So you, you, you just said pray. Yeah. Pray to me has a different meaning. Pray to me means connecting to the higher authority. Yeah. Right. If it's like, whatever the higher authority is for you, it's like, I need courage here, I need courage. And the intention of inviting courage makes it happen. But believing in that higher authority, I thought it's something that you just... Don't believe in it at all. Just call in courage. 
Call in courage. Cultivate courage. Losing that religion, condition, belief, that's the most difficult part of this mm. system. Mm. It's not as easy as you say. But it's, you're going to have to start somewhere. You see, what are we going to do? You're going to have to start somewhere. There's no magic pill for this. You're the one who's investing in your thoughts. So you're the one who has to stop investing in your so thoughts. Let's, let's go back. Let's say the thought comes up. I say, go to the delete bin. Yeah. And then they go. You run a mantra. You'll have to replace right. your attention. You have, you have to place your attention on something else. Okay. The mind can't just delete it and be on nothing. But put it on a mantra. So every time that comes up, I send it out. Yeah. And say, then, nope, mantra. Mantra. And then where, how do I get to that deep place of peace? If you stop the addiction to thoughts, the opening to that peace, it will just start. It will just start. But at the moment, the thoughts are more interesting to you. They're more interesting to you. Not, not necessarily interesting. You wouldn't focus on them if they weren't interesting. No, then some of them, they bring a lot of responsibilities. Like when I think about what do I need to do for my kids, mm -hmm. Those are not the selfish stuff, mm -hmm. those are the real stuff. I believe that I have to take it on. I believe that there is a choice to make. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think that there is no choice. Yeah, but doesn't being a parent happen kind of naturally? Do you have to plan it so much and think about it so much? Uh, that's how I was brought up, hmm. to think about it. To think about yeah. everything. Right. Gosh. Gosh. Okay. I'm a problem solver. I'm an engineer. Yeah. The first thing I do, I find out what the problem is. When you find the problem, half of the problem is resolved. The next step is to resolve the problem. So it's all analytical like that. Wow. And there are very few problems, you know. But mind will create problems if that's the cycle of thinking that, that's, that's in a habit for you, you know? You, you, we are what we think. Of course. Life is manifesting as, as you're thinking. Right. You're thinking it into existence. You can be an engineer at work. And you can, you know, Plan how, how, what, how, if just plan what you need to plan. Being present with your kids is the most important. By now you know how much money you need to bring home and you need to, you know, and to drive your kids here on Monday and here on Tuesday. That's a system. You know? But being present with them, you don't have to plan that. Just being there for them. That's the natural part. Right. You see? You just do what you can in the moment. But I got this, I thought you said thinking, I got the idea of thinking is not a good thing, you just... The, the, okay, so there's planning, planning that's absolutely necessary and then you drop, then you drop it. You make a plan and that's the end of it. That's all. But when you started off by saying there's negative thoughts and then there's positive thoughts. Right. All that kind of stuff 
thinking, you know, to give yourself the courage to come up here, all of that can stop. It, giving juice and giving a reality feel to all of those thoughts, that's not going to help you at all. Because that's, that's what's making the situation difficult, is that your thoughts are, are taking your attention. Life isn't a problem to be solved. Living happens. It's more organic than what your mind thinks. But when, when we start, when I start thinking about it, you just said there are some, some thoughts that, that I need to do to do planning. Okay, it's the difference between the thinking mind and the working mind. That's the difference here, right? If that category makes sense to you, it will be a very useful one, but I'm not sure what... You have a lot of resistance, you see, you're defending your position all the time, and I give you something and you're saying, I don't want that, that doesn't make sense, you've contradicted yourself. But I'm not contradicting myself, you're just jumping around, because you really... No, that's how you are entertaining it. Because you're just saying everything that comes into your mind, you're saying it. You're not really listening to me. Because you don't really want to change. That's what I'm hearing. Really, that's what I'm hearing. You just want to make it all go away and show me peace. And show me peace and fix it all now. But no, it's your journey. You're the one who's going to have to make the changes. So let's, let's start over. Okay. Think thought comes up. I disregard them, I don't give them any power, I don't give them any values. And go to your mantra. Go to my mantra. Yes, it won't okay. work if you don't go to a mantra. Okay, and then what happens next? Stay with the mantra, and life happens. Stay with the mantra. Have the mantra going inside your head all of the time. When you need to use the mind for working purposes, planning something around your kids, planning about your new life, organizing, you know, being at work, being a professional. Then you pick up the mind, you, you do what you need to do and you drop it. You pick up the working mind to plan, to organize, to be there for the kids. You do whatever you do, whatever you need to do. And you drop the thought. All the other stuff, mantra. Every time it comes up, mantra. And let a natural living come forward. One that's not dictated by you know, the, the, the thoughts, the ones that are useful and not useful. They're garbage. The whole lot of them are garbage. You pick up the mind to use it for something and you drop it. And the, all the rest of the time the mind is running a mantra, repeating a mantra over and over and over again. So as soon as I go home and there is a big argument... Why would there be an argument? She does, she's going to go on and on saying, I'm a selfish person. Okay. I'm abandoning my kids and my family to okay. the Okay. All of that is going to create a reaction and thoughts and emotion. I drop all of those. You have a mantra running. Right, right. And let her, let her explode. Let her say whatever she's going to want to say. And say, yes dear, yes dear, yes dear. And you run the mantra. 
Wollen Sie mal This evening, say sorry, dear. Sorry, dear. Yes, I was missing. Yes, I'm a bad parent. Agree with everything. <laughs> Agree with everything, and you say the mantra. And plan my life accordingly. Yes. Way, do what you need to do. The way, the way. That inner knowing that's telling you what you have to do. Meet her with love. You know, just let there be love. No fight. It takes two people to have an argument. You know, I know there is love, there is no fight, there is me always leaving. Because I can't take it, I just leave. I take five, go out. Just run a mantra and stay there. Yeah. Run a mantra. Practice it. Being in the presence of, you know, an argument coming at you and, and you not leaving or you not reacting. Just be in the presence of it without any reaction and just agree. And then when the decision point comes, whatever thought arises, I disregard them and I go to this yes. peaceful place to see what's telling me to go do. To the, exactly. Go to that inner knowing, the part that's not in your head. You know, because you, you keep, when you know, when you say, I know, you're pointing down into your heart, you know. No, you have to follow that one. You have to follow that. That has more wisdom than the head will ever have. So you have to follow that. But do it in a loving way. Yeah. So my assignment is to do the mantra. Did I get this right? Sure. Okay, every time thoughts come up that are not needed, for functioning. Okay. Every time. Doesn't matter how juicy or how entertaining or how you want to think, oh, I just love to think about that for a while, it's really nice. Stop. Go to the mantra. It's a hook. It's a hook. Stop. You have to break this pattern. And think of it like an addiction. It's going to take a bit of work. Right. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Hi. Well, I think I'll start with a little bit of a story about me. Um, when, when I was a, a little kid, I was pretty much happy all the time. Mm. And, um, but I was pretty much of a space cadet as well. And uh, like my teachers, my parents would always tell me later on that my teachers always said, you know, he, all he does is daydream. All he does is daydream. Mm. So I, I played the trumpet and I was on the 
I, I loved to swim, so I was always on swimming teams. And those things I really identified with. I loved doing them. And it, it, um, I could lose myself in them completely. Yes. And I always uh, would, in, in relating with other, other kids, other people, I, I was always perplexed by why they would be upset or angry. And I was always trying to figure out why, because it made no sense <laughs> to me. And I, and I would always, I, I'd ask my dad, I remember when I was a kid, I'd ask him, isn't, isn't the point to have fun? How gorgeous. And he yeah. said, he, he was my like, so a... he said, well, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. My parents were very, really nice. I yeah. mean, they were very loving. Yeah. And um, they must have been, <laughs> you know, for, for, yeah. So I, I had those things that I would lose myself in, and I always felt like the conflict of, of the, the tension with people, other, other kids and things, you know, the, the pressure when there was conflict with them. And, it, and I, it's like I could feel it. Yes. And it always, it always uh, was difficult. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why I loved the trumpet and swimming and so, and swimming, of course, was really meditative because it's basically sensory deprivation, you know, yes. when you're swimming in workouts yes. for hours and hours and hours. Yes. And uh, so when I was in college, then I found that I was very drawn to meditation. And I, I think I read a little bit here or there. And then in my dorm room, I just took a cushion off the couch and threw it on the floor and started sitting. Uh-huh. And I really liked it. Uh-huh. So I just kept doing it, uh-huh. and then then I started traveling uh, after college, and I started meeting people, and I, I started hearing about Zen. Yes. And then when I got back, I found a Zen center, and I started just going to the Zen center all the time and doing retreats, all the retreats. Yes. And just meditating. Okay. And there were times when it was. Uh, a conflict for me. It was like sort of a physical battle, but the, in in the beginning of like a session, you know, for a day or two, and then things would just drop out. Okay. And hmm. after the session, it was like just functioning. You know, I just it was like a flow. Yeah, yeah. I just moved from one thing to the next, yes. and there wasn't any thinking about anything. That's right. Yeah. And um, but I still now have this, and that was. 35 years of that, you know, and, but, uh, and, and it wasn't really, my teacher was very good and it, there wasn't a lot of thinking about why or how, I mean, obviously that just doesn't work, you know, yeah. so it was just the sitting, just yeah. the sit. So part of that is a little bit of a crutch in a sense because it's less, less so now than it, than it was when things had happened, you know, that I didn't like, then just sit on the cushion. Okay. Sit on the cushion, let it uh, drop out. Okay, all right. And, and, uh, but it's, it's less of that now. There's, there's a lot of times when things just sort of flow on their own. And uh, there's, there's still the swimming, there's still music. And, but there's, there's things, like I have this, um, this, this need for, for, for years, for things that are a little on the edge, 
they're like life-threatening kind of okay. things, you know, okay. like racing cars, stuff like that. Right. So I do that stuff. But in the last like three years, the interest in that, I still like it, mm -hmm. but it used to be like I needed it. All right, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. really, it mm -hmm. was like I got to do it. Yeah, you needed some intensity. Yes, and, and now, I, I, like I haven't been to the track in a year and a half. Okay. And I like the idea of it, mm. and I miss mm. my friends, mm. but it's, it's like it would be fun. Mm. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that. Okay. So I, but I still have some things with, with people where I, I feel like when I'm around some of my friends, for instance, that, uh, that I did racing with, and when I spend time with them, they're so, um, some of them are, are in such pain, kind of difficulty. They're really unhappy. Yes. And it, it's, it's hard. I feel that. Yes. And I can't do it. I feel like I, I'd like to help them or do something, but I, it's theirs, you know? Yes. Yes, but, it's theirs. But I feel it mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. And so there's sort of this, I, I feel kind of like I'm, there's a, there's a, a disconnect or a dissonance in me physically. Because I, I feel a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, but a significant amount of the time, a uh, physical tension. Hmm. You know, a tightness, anxiety. Well, it's not really anxiety, but it's, it's physical tightness, like in my, in my chest. You know, and it comes, it goes. It's like if I'm sitting there and I think that I, wanna, uh, I, I, I want to be up here. You know, I want to do that. So I, I'm, there's thoughts about it, you know, and it, it creates this thing. And, you know, I, when I, I think about, like, if, if my thoughts come up, I see them as thoughts. When I think about Mark, I think about just the sort of the per perception, like the things, like I see things. I see things and I, I hear things. I see, I can, I'm aware of my thoughts and that's, that's a mark, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, the, and mm -hmm. the, the identity of it sort of is um, identifying with it becomes very vague. Okay. So I'm, but there's still sort of this like feeling of dissonance that I don't understand. And the dissonance is the contraction that you feel in your chest? Yeah, it's sort of like a, um, there's, there's a lot of, I, I have a lot of uh, peacefulness and happiness, mm -hmm. but there's, the, the tension is there, so sometimes mm -hmm. it feels like I, I don't know what I'm, I'm doing, what's, why that's happening. Mm. Can it just be a happening without it creating a mark? It can it be happening without identity or is it linked in with identification? Usually when, when I don't like it, it's identification. Correct. Yeah. And when, uh, when I just see it, yeah. then it usually drops out. Yeah.
or even if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like, okay, there's a bit of low-grade anxiety coming in a contraction. Yeah. So what? But it'll be there. So when you don't like it. So when? When you don't like it, that's a different story. That's the potent one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then it looks like desires have the potency to create the I. I like, I don't like, I want, I don't want. Desire for, desire to be without. Same, mm -hmm. same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Work on dissolving desires, huh? What other desires are running? Is there anything undone in the Mark story? Yeah, I keep thinking I, I'd like to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, another, a good one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're all only good for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then they just become same, same. You know. Yeah. It's life. Yeah, and, and then sometimes I just, you know, I sort of, I, I do flow from like the, the swimming and then the, the music and just doing things. But, um, and then there's, there's some reflection of, well, so, is that it? Yes. Can it just be it? A lot of the time it is. And when it's not, what's running? It's just, just, you know, just the mind coming up with ideas about, well, it has to be some, there has to be something else there, you know, there's, there's more to be done on the spiritual path, you know? Oh, okay. And is there? Well, when I look at that, it's absurd. Yes. Yes. Which is ridiculous, yes. <laughs> Yes. There's a time when it's running like any thought. If the thought is believed, then it's for real. Yeah. But it's absurd, yes. So, can there just be an openness to a relationship without it being a desire? If that's the yeah. way, if your destiny is going to bring one in, it'll bring one in, and what's not on your path ain't coming for you, and that's it. Well, I'm, I'm kind of that way. I All mean, right. there, is, there is this little thing about, that would be nice. It's not like, I, boy, I sure need that. That's right. going to do it for me, you All know? Right. There isn't yeah. that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like, that would be fun. Yeah. For so a while. So there's that. Yes. Yeah, for a while. Yes, really for a while. Really, for a while, every 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 pull towards something, you know, it, it, everything is shiny from the distance. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is. That's just how temptation works. That's how the movement works. You know. Yeah. So, so the way I I I seem to distract myself more is with technical things. I, I like technical things. I like. Okay. You know, ripping things apart and putting them back together. Engines, you know, building uh -huh. race cars, stuff like that. Uh -huh. You know, anything that goes fast, I want to play with it. Okay. Yeah. So that I I I'll go crazy, you know, just researching and going nutty over finding out the best way to do that kind of stuff, yes. so that I can play with it. Yes. 
And sometimes it, it's, a lot of the time it's just sort of fun. I, I just like it. And then other times I look at it and I think, you know, it feels like I'm avoiding something. Ah. You know, it feels, yeah. it feels like I'm, I'm using it to, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's follow this one. Not sure where to go from there. It's like okay, because when you, when you talked about the mechanics, it's like your energy goes into a focus. You know, it's like a, a project that has details. It's like something yeah. enjoys the microscopic view, detailed focus attention. Yes. But something actually needs to be more out here, or is moving towards more out here, and the expansiveness. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's like the, when I, I broaden out, yeah. there's, there's an element of, um, at times, greater or lesser, sometimes not at all, but sometimes there's an element of fear in there. And I think I dive into, I dive into you know, narrowing down focus into like a project like yeah. that. Yeah. Sometimes that is just pure enjoyment and sometimes it's total Sometimes avoidance. it's total avoidance because there's a contraction in there. Yeah. And it's like the intense version of the contraction that you feel that you spoke of earlier. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. That's the thing that's creating the marked character. Yeah. It's that contraction. Huh. Okay. So when you go into the technical stuff, let your energy be really wide before you start researching or pulling apart an engine or whatever, however it looks. Let your energy be really wide and say, okay, let's see if this expansiveness can be there in the background, but, but that, you know, that the, the, the working mind can go in there and figure this out and work this out and see if the background stays in view. When the background goes from, from your view, when it's not set against a big screen, oh, Mark is full on. Mm-hmm. So you use that to go down into the micro. Yeah. The micro isn't the problem. It's leaving the macro is what the problem is. Because all the investment is in the mark character then. Yeah, I, I think part of it is there's, there's a point with, with where I am right now that that, that fear, there's a, a fear of where that's going. Yeah, and what are you going to do? You're going to have to jump into it. I mean, you know that that, don't you? You yeah, know you're yeah, going to have to yeah. go there. I mean, I, on the cushion, I hit it. I, mm-hmm. I go up against that. And usually what happens is, is it's, it's, it's really very, um, it can be very finite, very specific. It's just some, some little thought. You know, it's a, it's a belief there. I'm believing in this, this thing, yes. this little thought that I yes. think is really important and it's causing all the problem, you know, yes. and the thought is usually like, I'm going to die or, you know, whatever, this is going somewhere that's, I'm, I'm going to become non-existent. Yes. You know, and yes. then uh, when, when I just, there, I don't know, there's this moment where it's not me doing anything. It just, it's, it just opens up, it goes. Huh. So you never actually go through it? Well, I don't know. 
it feels like you've got, you've got this pattern of, of when you come up against something you don't like, cushion and you drop it. And now the existential barrier, the, the, the big fear, the ex- existence itself has to be transcended, you know? Like mm-hmm. that yeah. whole idea has to be transcended. And so, and so the pattern of being on the cushion, we come up against something we don't like and we just chuck it. it uh, it's not helping you now. Well, well there's, there is the chucking. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, with the Zen for a yes. long time, it yes. was just chucking. And, yes. And then things would just flow right along. Okay. Right? All right. But, but in the last couple of years, it's, uh. it's different. There's, there's a point at which where it's, it's there, it's fine. It's real hard for me to put words to it. But, but um, it's, shit, how can I say it? Does it just move out of your view? No, it doesn't. Okay. It, 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 it's there, and, and I haven't chucked it. All right. I haven't, like, turned a blind eye to it or anything. All right. it's, it's just all of a sudden it, like, opens right up, and then I feel very um, peaceful. Yeah. But how come it's still potent? You see, it sounds fine in theory that you hit up against, you know, existential fear and then it opens and it's fine, it's peaceful. For some, it just feels to me, it's like, there's a bit more to existential fear because if if it was dropped, you'd you'd have seen that it was about nothing. So it wouldn't keep coming up. It wouldn't keep coming up. Yeah. Certainly wouldn't have the potency and it probably wouldn't keep coming up at all. But it's like something has, you've got a way of like cutting through something, swimming through it, you know, mm-hmm. swimming through something and you're out the other side. That's what it feels like. But either way, whatever the technique is, that existential fear, it's like, you know, show me, come on, show me what you're made of. What is this? What is this? Stay with it. Figure out what that is and let it get big and let it do what it's going to do. But to really, really transcend it is what you got to do. So you got to understand every bit of it and see what its core substance is. And only by going into the core of it can you discover what it is. And then it has no power at all. But the way you're talking about it, you found a clever way around it and it still has power. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Mm. There's, there's times where it feels like I'm doing physical freaking battle with the thing, you know? Yes. So then I, it becomes very physical. Yes. Yes. A lot of, a lot of just contraction. Yes. Happening. Yes. And then it's, becomes a mess. Does it become a mess? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes it can become a mess or, and sometimes it, uh, it just depends. If, you know, if I, I do sort of what you were just uh-huh. describing of, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. You know, just whatever. Yeah. Let's see it. Yeah. Then it then it just it drops out. Ah, uh, then it drops out. Okay. You know, it's like, and then boom. And then just, okay. Oh, All right. It's sort of like. Uh. Okay. Yeah. I could tell you, but it's no good because you've got to find the understanding yourself. You 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 need to have this experience of figuring it out. You know. Yeah. 
So, so the battle one mm-hmm. is where, when you're meeting it, and, and you've got you and fear, and you're in the depths of duality, looking at, looking at that. Mm-hmm. It's from there is to transcend it, huh? It's from there to figure out what the core of it is. It would be unwise of me to give you signposts because you, you've got to walk that path. It's clearer yeah. if you walk that yourself. Okay. See what happens there. Thanks. Sure, sure. Mahesh and then Sid. No, he's been up before. I'll give you yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. This weekend, we have four terms that are floating around. Four terms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prior to consciousness, mm. emptiness, as in Buddhist literature, which is different than void, mm. and uh, the innate knowing. Innate knowing, yes. And what's the fourth one? It'll come to me. Those are, question was more in terms of, do they relate to each other? If they relate to each other, oh, the fourth state. Of the natural state. The natural state. Okay. If, uh, do they relate to each other? If they relate to each other, how do they relate to each other? Okay. They relate because they're all labels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I got. But, okay. Yeah. So living phenomenally, the natural state is 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 the state that replaces states of mind. Okay. St- a state of mind will come and go because there might be. Uh, anger or planning or whatever, they're just states of mind or or illness and there's a state of mind that happens when you're sick, for example, and you're not thinking straight and you know it's a sickness. And state of minds come and go, but there's an underpinning state of mind that isn't a coming and go state, coming and going state of mind. That's what's natural. That's always at peace. There's always calmness there and an organic movement comes from there. The next action comes from there, as opposed to coming from thought, the controller. Okay, it can pick up the mind and use the working mind, but it will not use the, the fantasy mind, the thinking mind, the ego mind. Not interested. There's no connection point between the natural state and the thinking mind. Okay. <clears throat> so, for some, when, when there is a, a, a plugging away from the external world and there's a going within or going behind, mm-hmm. in more contemporary times, it seems to be that we're going behind it makes more sense than going within. Even up to 10 years ago, it was going within, within, within. And now it feels, it feels like it's behind for more people. Some experience it as vastness, as the emptiness. And these words come for those spaces of where the phenomena are lessening and lessening and lessening. So we need a label that doesn't have, that's not laden with the phenomenal idea where the concepts can be thin. We can use a concept, but it's not loaded. Okay. Okay. Okay, prior to consciousness, I don't know if there's other non-dual speakers who speak about this. I don't know. I'm not aware of Yeah, and I don't listen to satsang, so I don't know. But I do know last weekend at the SANG conference that a non-dual, that two non-dual speakers were on a panel. Somebody just told me this secondhand. And one was saying prior to consciousness, and the other was saying 
there is no consciousness prior to consciousness. And the first guy said, I'm not saying there's consciousness prior to consciousness, but there's prior to consciousness. And he said, well, how can you be conscious of prior to consciousness? I'm not saying I'm conscious of prior to consciousness. And that was an interesting dialogue that I heard secondhand. It probably got changed along the way, but, aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm trying to get a copy of that dialogue. Yeah, 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 <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. So, so, so the best I can come up with at the moment is like somehow an echo comes into consciousness mm-hmm. and there is a knowing which is not a conscious or unconscious or subconscious or however many layers we have in the psychological sector, I don't know. But the layers of consciousness that we've identified don't embrace the actual knowing, knowing itself. The echo of it, we can say. Just the echo of it. And, and what we have to do with that is then put a label on it because we just have this dualistic language. And we try to bring it into consciousness but we know we're doing it a disservice because already we're, we're compromising. Right. Compromising. Too many labels and too many words. Yes, too many labels, too many words. But yet, <laughs> but that's the mechanism we have for pointing at the same time. You know? It's like, it's like we pretend, you know, to, to be the characters in order to remind each other that we're not the characters. And this is the loop, the self-fulfilling, self-absorption of consciousness creating itself, pulling itself outside of itself, going back into itself, remembering what it is, forgetting what it is, or whatever language you want to use, reflecting itself, connecting with itself, seeing that it's, there's just itself. And then again, well, what then am I? And it comes out and reflects again. And then, well, what am I? It's like, well, we have to break into two in order to see that you're something. So prior to all of that game, that's what I'm talking about. That's the prior to consciousness. Before the loop starts. Before the loop starts. And the loop starts with existence. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. As soon as we start talking about it, the loop started. As soon as we start talking about it, the loop started. Correct. Correct. You see? So, prior to consciousness, <clears throat> emptiness, natural state. What was the other one? Innate knowing. The innate knowing. I suppose that's a label I'm using okay. to, to, to encourage folks to trust the resonance, okay. to trust a faculty that is not the intellect, that is not so, so, so empirically or no, so, so literally available or so rationally available. You know, that there's some innate knowing. You don't know what you know. There's no, no thing that you know. You, as in the mind, isn't the knower. That would be like, then, your innate knowing would be like that there is the existence of whatever it is that we think about in terms of, in this case, we're talking about prior to consciousness, but until then, consciousness, there is some, at some level, we know some, something like that is there behind all this. Yes. And, and any quality that we have within consciousness doesn't apply to it. So it's not phenomenal and it can't exist in the way we understand it. So no qualities of within this realm apply to it. Okay. A clarification then. Most, ob- most objects appear, the phenomena appears in nomina. Yes. 
where does the prior to consciousness appear uh, in, with regard to the nomina? Prior to nomina. Prior to nomina. Prior to nomina. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Sure, sure. Sit. I want to hear what has cooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Was there an absence of the jewel and the non-jewel? Um, some of the space right now, some of the, the flavor that was touched with that. Okay, 
So let's see if this if this will help. The jewel, let it be absent, like the diversity. So there's that interconnectedness. You have access to that? To the the non-dual the non mm-hmm. Yeah, you want me to go play in that? Go can ahead. can you can you just zone into it? The interconnectedness. Where the objects don't arise. Yes. All right. Okay. Here. Now let that be absent. There's something to be said from there. You don't think so. Something to be said. Hmm. Is there anything going on there? down left. He's down here on the periphery vision. Or, or down right, but down left yeah. what's the most. Yeah. Periphery vision is where the personality arise, mm-hmm. arises from. And that when, when there is an absence of anything phenomenal, and, and there isn't the presence of an absence. Absence and let the concept of absent be taken. That's a good one to practice. Concept of absence be taken. Well, yeah, to, as, as a stepping stone prior to all of it, huh? Mm-hmm. You might need to go to the non-jewel as a stepping stone. You might just be able to go like, okay, relax the body, okay. Let, the, let all of this just show its true nature. You see? And if neurologically there is an opening there, of course, its true nature just appears because there isn't something that needs it to be there. So the objectification is switched off. You see? So then let the true nature of everything show itself. Now let that be absent. And take the absence away also. The concept of absence away also. You can play with that. So the, the, so the little personalities over here coming up. And yes. Have a question for you. Yes. Um, so if this was you sitting here, what would you tell you to do? 
I am telling you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's all what I am. It's just in different bodies and different everything. I'm no more Jack than I'm Sid. It's the same, same. It's same, same. This is what I am in manifestation. From the carpet to the head and the hair of head on your hair, hair rib of hair on your head. So it's just that there are any the thoughts on you know risk to go any place, do anything other than just sitting with this, sitting with what we're sitting with, because you can go anywhere right now. And so it's kind of like that question. See how like if you sit in 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 the morning, you know, with like okay. The true nature of what is, or you know, that zone of where objectification isn't happening. Go prior to that, okay. The true nature of what's appearing in front of me, and it'll get loose, you know, it'll just get loose. It might appear as 2D, it might not, but objectification will, will, will get out of focus. You know? Okay? There might be a unity consciousness there, there might not. It's okay either way. Prior to all of that, Let everything phenomenal be absent. Then let the concept of absence disappear. And see how much of that can stay as functioning happens through the day. Return to it. Cultivate the pathway to outside of all of it. Keep walking that pathway. Keep walking that pathway. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. It's a kind of practical question. Okay. Um, there's a trigger that's always the same trigger. Okay. And it's been there as far as I can remember. And so you've worked different ways today and all weekend with um, triggers. And you just worked with Mark another way on triggers. So from that, I'm not sure how to work with it. Okay. What? Or mm-hmm. are you going to say? Or? you got to just give me information. More. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, more. Yes, oh, yeah, I don't okay. have to find it yet. Okay. So the trigger is around waiting. Like if there's a line, yeah. I don't go there. Okay. If there's a car line up in traffic, yeah. I get off the road. It's waiting. It, Gosh. Waiting is... My mother tells stories of my birth of them closing her legs because the doctor wasn't there. You know, it's just waiting. <laughs> it, uh, it makes something in my body happens. Like, uh, gosh, it's a physiological response. Yeah, yeah. Did, 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 does it come from the birthing experience? I think so. I think so too. It was just a light that shone when you spoke about your mother. And so it's like, whoops, here it is. All right, go to a rebirther. Uh-huh. When I was doing that, 
you know, oh God, is there anything I didn't try really when I think about it now? Um, the best rebirthing I found was in water. That was the really potent one. Mm-hmm. You might even be able to do it yourself. I'm just going to tell you the methodology that I did because you, you, you might be able to do it yourself, that's why. A jacuzzi switched off. It was in somebody's, it was in a healing center actually. A jacuzzi switched off and just somebody there to hold the space. Okay? What was important at the very beginning is making eye contact with the person who was holding the space. We're both naked inside in this tub. Okay? And making eye contact, just something, I don't know, it's like something relaxes, you know, and you know you're not alone, you know, something, it just sets up something. That part is very important. Make eye contact with the observer holding the space for you. Get a snorkel, right? And go into, curl up into the fetal position and start breathing. And just breathe really, really slowly, slowly and deeply. And it worked for me every time. Every time I was right in there. Mm-hmm. And the whole friggin' pain, like conception to my parents having sex is like, what's this thing coming in? What's this? And it's like, it's like a train. It's like, oh my God, it's a penis. Oh my God. You know, it's like, really? Yeah, imagine. Yeah, like wild, you know? You know, after like the shock, the shock. And it's like there was a sense of something coming in, attacking me, you know? I don't think my mother enjoyed it much because um, it sounds like such an invasion for me. Like she could have been relaxed, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so it, yeah, that's worth doing. The temperature of the water needs to be blood temperature, mm-hmm. okay? And it works. You just curl up and you breathe slowly, and the sense of breathing through a tube is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one way, a really effective way of doing rebirthing. And you've got a lot of skills, you might be able to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. You might be able to do this yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done tons of rebirthing and I tend to get stuck. So huh? that's interesting. And we haven't done it in water or the snorkel. Okay. It, okay. There's a part, the life force doesn't yeah. want to come through. Okay. You, 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 yeah, you, 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 you got to finish the rebirthing healing bit, huh? Yeah. To where you come out and it's good. Just so that the trauma that's in your cells gets resolved. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because I say this is just a body thing. Yeah. My body's freaking out. Yeah. It's just repetitive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's what it is. Yeah, you gotta get closure on rebirthing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Everybody okay? Oh, you look exhausted. Sorry about that. (laughs) What to say? Thank you, folks. It's been a beautiful piece of work, really, this journey that you you came on with this one (laughs) for the weekend, like diving in and coming out again. I'm glad to say faces look a lot more relaxed. Exhausted, but a lot more relaxed, you know? So, um, you know, yeah. The character will continue in life and, and let it do its thing and remember that that's not what you are, huh? That's all. Um, blessings and thank you to Inner Directions, namely Matthew and Joan in the corner, our sound guy who had to go, and anybody else who's involved in pulling this off, Mahesh and all the other supports, Denise and whomever else comes across to 
support these two guys to do the great work that they do to make these things possible. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll see what happens next. The next retreat that the Jack person is doing, the next thing that's confirmed in the US is a retreat in Asheville, which is four full days and a travel day and a travel day. So we do the evening and the morning and four full days, residential social silence in North Carolina, Asheville. Uh, April 29 it starts. And that'll be on the website in about a week, I'd say, whenever I get around to it. Um, that's the next thing in North Carolina. You'd have heard a fair bit about Fly High uh, at different times. If, if you feel that it's appropriate for you to just have just to ongoing access to the Jack character, Fly High is the way to do it. Um, you know, and, and, and there you can, whatever, just walk along, you know, and put whatever is happening in, in, on the table with this virtual satsang community and... And it's beautiful. Other than that? Could we come back here in March? Let's see. <laughs> let's see what happens. In the meantime, blessings, blessings, blessings. Thank you.